0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the not are so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to the green White our Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night
1: Hi, it's episode twenty-nine, season two of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Joining me this week, are my co-host Nikki from Johannesburg. Hi, yeah. And joining us also is Rob Wills from Plymouth.
2: Oh.
1: All right. Okay. Um, right. It's been a bit of a tough week. Um, we've had two London derbies, um, and let's start with let's start with. with let's get get wednesday out of the way so we had we played west ham on wednesday um i didn't i did watch the game but i didn't have i'm gonna confess it wasn't i was watching it on a stream and it wasn't the best stream um and i had all sorts of trouble trying to watch the game on wednesday because um the internet wasn't working in my house so i rushed out to get a, a a three G dongle to um, watch watch the game, and then when I got home, I couldn't get the dongle to work. <laughs> um, and then eventually, I managed to watch. I managed to um, get some internet by um, some means, which I will not broadcast. Um, but anyway, I found a way, um, and I watched the game. And the stream was a bit dodgy, um, but from what I could see, it was. Probably our poorest performance of all season, um, and it was just disappointing. And and that that was that really. To be honest, there's, there's not much m- m- more to say. The only thing that at the time that I took solace in was the fact that the teams in and around us they all lost ground. Arsenal lost, Man City lost, so they didn't gain any ground on Wednesday. Leicester only drew, so at, at the time they extended their lead from two points to three points. So it it was disappointing, but. You know, I think going to West Ham away, their final it's the final um, game against us at at Upton Park before they move to the Olympic Stadium. So they were always going to make it tough, and sometimes you just have to accept that that you're going to not be at your best, and you're not going to come away with 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 the result that you want.
2: Well, I have to be honest. I didn't watch the game. I was at dark that night,
1: um,
2: flaming Wednesdays. But from what I understand, I. Um, there was a lot of talk about uh that that we just didn't have the pace you know, I, I so I don't know
3: We were weak in the midfield. we missed them Bailey hugely. There wasn't anybody holding the ball we you know and controlling the game so um we were battling a bit and and a lot of people were complaining about chadley, but um Chadley needs space to play it It was just a very tight game, and he he couldn't go. He couldn't do what he would normally do under normal circumstances, so so Chad looked for, which I don't think was really fair. Um, we were just weak in the midfield at the end of the day it's uh, it was unfortunate, you know, but um it happened and uh, and so we move on from it, hopefully learn and move on from it.
1: so we played. That's, that's all I want to say in West Ham, if anybody wants to say anything more. Um, other, no, than, really. other than, I think you're, you're, you're right, Nicky, we, we did miss Dembélé's presence. And I don't think Mason... Um, I think we look weaker with Mason in the team for that match. Um, to me, we look mm-hmm. like we're overrun a bit. But <clears throat> we've said it before that whilst we've got a strong squad, um, which is true... There are certain play- players you've just got to accept you, you cannot re- replace and Misa Dembele has been one of them. Um, he was back yesterday against Arsenal and um, for me um, I'm going to take another dose of humble pie again. Um, I think once again this season he was, he was man of the match for me yesterday. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought he was superb. He just dominated the game. Uh, Bossed the midfield. Uh, we just the combination, i said it before, the combination of him and Eric Dyer, um, it's just really, really good in, in, in the heart of our midfield. And um, it was—I don't know if if he'd not been available yesterday, how much of an impact. Well, I, I, I think it would have made a big impact. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought he was superb yesterday once again. For me, man of the match. I thought Alderweireld played really well as well yesterday. I thought Lamella had a really good game. Mm. Um, I was going to
2: say, of course Toby played well, he scored
1: <laughs> he did, he scored, yep um, <laughs> he's, he's got that's that's the nice thing about Toby Alvaro as well as being this really good defender this really solid and reliable player he's also chipped in with a few goals over the course of this season, yes. um, which I think is always good for a centre-back um, as for the game itself um, Nikki, what's your take?
3: <sighs> well, I mean, I- Obviously, I think everybody's a bit disappointed that uh, we only drew, and that just goes to show the kind of season that we're having, that, you know, I think if we if we look at last season, we probably would have gone, oh, we drew, you know, I'll take a draw, yeah. Now, we kind of just think, actually, hang on a sec, you know, we can win those games. So, we're kind of not happy with just a draw when it comes to the likes of, of Arsenal. And I do think that um, early on in the game, if we had just taken more of those chances that we had and, and put those goals in when we needed to and just were more clinical with our finish, we could have easily won that game. They had nothing. And they were down to 10 men. And they were fucking lucky. You know, we were the, we were the better team. Yes, I swore. Well... Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um- I, I'm, I've got to be, I only watch the last ten minutes of it because I was uh, out delivering Mother's Day cards to my mum yesterday. So, but I did listen to it on Radio Five Live, and when, uh, when when they scored, I was I was a bit disappointed, and you know, a bit you know, cheesed off, putting it mildly. My kids are giving it. What's my dad? I said, we're one 0 down. I can keep us and then after picked the wife up from Sainsbury's, listened to it, Toby scored and my mood suddenly brightened up. <laughs> and then, <it> <laughs> literally, a couple of minutes later, Kane bangs it in the net and I'm thinking, how good was his goal? They're raving about it on the radio. How, what was it? And I, I watched it on Match of Day last night and what a blinder. Absolutely Beautiful Carol.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I was really impressed with that goal of his. And, and, and Lineker was too.
3: Yeah. No, it was just, it was it was magic I, I remember we were we were just we had just finished celebrating that first goal and uh, and I went I went around the back to the back of the the room just to go and take a couple of photos and I was chatting to one of the members Desan and and he was saying we just need another goal now and that was when Harry scored it was just <laughs> ridiculous I said okay can you keep saying that so we can get some more goals please it, it was just it was insane, oh. Jab We just sorry, just to quickly oh, no. say, we were there were 70 people that showed up yesterday for the match. Of that 70, I would say 60 were Spurs supporters for the Johannesburg Sporters Club. So it was just an absolute amazing turnout for for our supporters club, and it was just the the atmosphere and vibe was incredible. It would have been better had we won but it was just magic all the same.
1: Was it the biggest attendance so far?
3: Yeah, definitely the biggest attendance. It, oh, just, just, I, I, I did post a video um, on Facebook and, and and it was a quick video and it's, the quality's not great because obviously, you know, my phone was stolen. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was just incredible. The vibe, the atmosphere, the people, a lot of new faces, it was just amazing. It's so, the best we can get, obviously. If we can't be at White
1: Hart Lane. So just on on the the, the flip side of that, actually being there yesterday, so I, I was at the game and um, probably for a league game. It's actually West Ham was quite good, but um, great great atmosphere at White Hart Lane. Surprisingly, for a game which had sold out, um, there were a few seats nearby me which which were empty, which um, been vacated. I watched-
2: what's our capacity is
1: it 36 it's it's 36,000 although the final um, attendance was 35,000 something or another I I don't know if it's slightly reduced I I suspect it is because of um, the the extra um, space between our fans and their fans So there'll there'll be a few seats which are which have got covers and stewards in between um, but there were quite a few seats next to me. I was in the unusual place, which was the only time that I've been... Sorry, the second time that I've been there, which is in the South Upper, because I couldn't get tickets in, in the South Lower. So I was in the South Upper um, with with Nick Hill, and, yeah, great atmosphere. Um, but, yeah, there, was, there were a few seats nearby which which were empty, which, which was a bit disappointing. Um, mm. Don't really get that, to be honest, but hey-ho. Um, and... Atmosphere was really good. I thought first half before they scored, I think we were just bossing it, and I just looked at them and they just looked really, really poor. And I thought that our passing was really good, lots of one-touch passing. Um, where we were lacking was just that final finish, really in the in the box, and we we just weren't clinical. I thought Deli Alley didn't have a good game. Um, he, for me, he was showboating too much, and there were times where he should have just kept it simple and just released the ball. And he didn't do that, particularly in the first half. Um, I'm not the only one. I mean, Nick, who was with me at the game and, and a few other people I spoke to, um, said the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, I thought that we did, we did really well. Their goal was against to run a play. They didn't ever look threatening to me. Um, it's unfortunate that in the second half, <clears throat> when they went down to 10 men, we we didn't capitalise enough on that situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, Obviously, we... We went 2 1 ahead and we, we were really attacking their goal at that point and, and mm. taking advantage of, of, of the extra man, but we really should have pushed for that third and, and, and killed the game mm. off. And yeah. If Ali. I wouldn't. Sorry, Rob. I, I,
3: I was just going to say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have taken Dean Bailey off.
1: Mm. No, I don't think I would have, but then maybe he wasn't fully fit. <clears throat> yeah. Mm.
3: Perhaps.
2: Sorry, well, what, what You were I... saying. Yeah, I was going to say, um, if I think it was Ali who uh, gave it a belt, where if that ball had only gone that one centimetre extra, it would have been 3 1.
1: Mm.
2: One flaming centimetre it was all, all that separated that ball from a goal.
1: I think it's. Look, uh, we sort of talked about this so on but if, you know, a, a draw. Go on. A draw is still a credible result. It's not, you know, we're, we're all disappointed, but when I look at it in the greater scheme of things, we're still three points ahead of Arsenal. Um, yeah. We we still got a far superior goal difference. Um, ours is plus twenty seven. theirs is sixteen. Um, our goal difference is still the best in the league. Um, goals conceded is still the best. Twenty four goals conceded. Um, even our goals scored, we've scored fifty one. The only teams that have scored more than us are Leicester, fifty-two, and Man City, also fifty-two. Albeit City have got a game in hand, so they could yeah. increase their tally. So we're doing everything everything right, um, and Arsenal didn't gain any ground on us. Okay, City did pick up a win yesterday, and they have got a game in hand. And should they win that game in hand, they'll go um, two points behind us. But um, we're still where we are, um, mm. and uh, you know, even if even if Woolwich lost. Sorry, even if Woolwich won their next match and we were to lose our next match, just for the, purely for the sake of arguments, we'd still be above them by virtue of goal difference. So, yeah, which which does I know people say, oh, but it's only goal difference. Yeah, but it, if it came down to the end of the season, it matters. It, you yeah. you you are where you are on the table, and it's first it's points and then it's goal difference. So, we where we are on merit the, the frustrating thing for me is, I don't mind being behind Leicester I don't mind being behind Leicester by two points or even three more excuse me or even three points at this stage of the season with nine games left but five points that is going to be difficult it's not impossible but it's just we've just made hard work for, for hard work for ourselves to t- turn that round
2: well, just to, um, Leicester have got United and Chelsea to go yeah haven't they
1: they yeah, do agree. They do. So do we, as Nicky said. We've got a we've got a tough yeah. set, tough set of games in April. I look at their games, um, and um, I think they they've got quite a few home games and quite a few easy games before before the end of May. I think I just bring up their fixtures. Um,
2: yeah, I've got it now. We've got Newcastle home, Palace away, Southampton home, Sunderland away, West Ham away,
1: West Ham Swansea
2: home. away. That's West, right. Yeah, West Ham and Swansea—they're at home. Um, away to United, away to Everton, and then home to. Uh, away the,
1: to other, um, the other way around. Sorry, right, yeah. Home to Everton, away yeah. to Chelsea. Yeah. So of of the first six that you mentioned, um, the only one that on, I know football is not played on paper, but you've got four home games: Leicester, Newcastle, home to Newcastle, home to Southampton, home to West Ham, home to Swansea. Um, they they should be winning all of those matches. West Ham might be tricky. You never know what West Ham team turn, turns up.
2: Well, I should the, say West Ham could be dodgy for them. So could Swansea, given you know the fact that they've beaten Arsenal as well.
1: Possibly, yeah. It's the away ones. Palace away, I think they'll get a result there. Sunderland away, um, they're very much in the relegation battle, so that could be tricky. Um, but generally their games in in April, I think, are easier than ours um however the games at the end united or um away to united everton at home then i think they'll, that'll be a pressure game for them i that the same weekend we're playing southampton at home i think that'll be a pressure yeah. weekend for us for both teams at home and then the interesting one is this they finish off against chelsea who are the defending or well i can't yeah. say they they're not defending the trophy but they are they they're the incumbent the, 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 the reigning champions We've got Chelsea away, and we've got Newcastle away. Now, if it came down to it, final fixture of the season, obviously Chelsea players are going to be—you'll you'll hear this about any football club—they'll always say, "Well, we're professional and so forth." But I wonder how many of, their, of the Chelsea fans would want their team to beat Leicester, really, if it meant us winning the league, or mm. would, would they would they be quite happy to lose that match to prevent us winning 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 the title?
3: Oh. Yeah, you don't know who.
1: Huh? But then equally, would they want would they want Leicester City to lift the Premier League trophy in in their ground? Given that they're the I don't know, it's it, it'll yeah. be an inter- interesting. I don't I don't,
2: I don't think they'd like Leicester City to be lifting the trophy in their stadium. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a bit of a gut punching for them, wouldn't it?
1: I think the, the United and Chelsea games whatever we say about United and Chelsea I know they're, they're not the force that, that they once were they're still going to be difficult games for Leicester um, and I think whilst we've also got Chelsea at the beginning of May which will not be an easy game given you know, our, we don't have a very good record there um, we've then got Southampton home and Newcastle away which are relatively on paper easier fixtures so for for me it's everything we do from now the end of end of the end of' uh, well, sorry leading up to those two games which is important if we get a put a, put together a good run then at least we're in contention when it comes to those two games um, if we don't forget it um, but it's yeah five points is gonna be uh, it's not impossible um, but it will be difficult
3: mm God. We're, we're, we're being a little bit, I think, hard on ourselves. At the beginning of the season, I remember saying that I actually think that we'll get top five. I didn't even think about top four because I thought that Mauricio Pochettino still has a lot of work to do. Okay? We are where we are. It's a great result for us, regardless. Yes, yeah. I want us to try and stay up there for as long as possible and I hope that that, our, that we don't... <coughs> lose where we are and that we, we give it our all just to, to be contenders Mm. and also just to shut up the opposition because I just see some of the posts. Oh my God, how we're delusional and we're so arrogant. I would never say that about Tottenham fans, but, but then again, football fans are football fans and that's what they do. You know, they just, we, we talk shit about each other's teams because that's what we do. Um, but at the end of the day, we are where we are. We should enjoy it, savour it, and long may it last. If we, if we don't win the league this season, you know, am I going to be devastated? No, I'm not. We need to get Champions League. I would really like that to happen. And I think for me, that's the goal at this stage.
2: I think at the end of the day, Parcher said you know, he will get us a title. But he didn't say when. When he took the job on, he said, I will get a title. And I don't think he's expecting it to be, be this quick. So, you know. And I don't think any of us were, were expecting to be, you know, second place with, you know, nine games left to, in, in the season. It's like, what the hell's going on there? I think that... Exactly.
1: Okay, so if you if you go back to the beginning of the season and and or early on in the season, Pochettino always said that the goal for this season was to finish in, finish in the top four or to qualify yeah. for the Champions League. So if we do that, forget however we, we may do in the Europa Europa League or whether whether we win that or not. And I know that mm. that competition means a lot to Pochettino, but in terms of league standing, if we finish somewhere in the top four and we qualify for the Champions League, that's that's his priority. So. That's true, and if we, you know, if we finish the season second above City, above Woolwich, we've never finished above in twenty-one years, I believe. I think nineteen ninety-five was the last time, ninety-four, ninety-five. That would be one hell of an achievement, but, and it's a big but, it would be very disappointing to, given how far we've come, and given that we are, we're still in contention, and uh, part of me, if we didn't. If you know, if if we fell short, that's fine, okay? Because um, we are ahead of the curve. Nobody expected the season that that, including Pochettino and the players that, that that we've had this season. But it would be disappointing for me to finish above Woolwich and City and and United and Chelsea. I know they've had bad seasons and whoever else. But finish second to Leicester City, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to them, but. Finish second to Leicester City, but they're not even a team that have been bought by some foreign owner that's that's spent a whole yeah. load of money. It would be a real kick. It would be it would be a kick in the teeth for. It would be it would be a bigger kick in the teeth for Woolwich, um, who in the past have finished behind City and Chelsea, but but would always say, "Well, we don't have the financial muscle to compete with those teams." So yeah. it wouldn't be as much of a kick in the teeth for us, but it would still it was still hurt. I don't know. I, I, I agree. I agree with with what you're both saying. I think if we finish second, it's going to be fantastic and we should enjoy the ride, but we're close. We know we can do it. Um,
2: I I would feel slightly aggrieved, um, not to finish top, obviously, you know, to, to, to win a title in my lifetime would be tremendous. Um, and for, for my kids to turn and say, yeah, you know, we're talking to fans and we won a title in 2016 would be awesome. Um, it's been, it's been 55 years since we last won a title. And, you know, um, but, but as you say, Jav, it would be a, a, a really bad kick in the teeth for Arsenal for Leicester to win it, especially after the, the fact that they were so close to relegation last season. Mm. and it's not as if they've gone and spent tons and tons of money on, um, not like United spending what 200 and something odd million on a bunch of players who don't really gel together and you you've got teams like Leicester who spend what 200, 300 thousand on a player called Jamie Vardy from a non-league an, either a non-league team or a lower league team and he turns out to be one of the best players um, in England you know, it's it's ridiculous.
1: Um, just following on from that game, um, we had a question from Aaron Wolf. What do we do now? How do we pick ourselves up off the ground after the disappointment of not winning today and still keep competitive? Um, their legs must feel like lead. They're exhausted, beat down and frustrated and have to travel to Germany midweek. How do we how do we avoid the hangover?
2: Um, I think the easiest way for that is, is just to pick up our pick ourselves up, dust ourselves down, and just get back on the horse. Mm. You know, for, for me, um, obviously, it, the the guys are all going to be a bit uh, pissed off and frustrated, um, especially with that late goal by Sanchez. You know, um, I I saw Hugo get his hand to it. Just not quite enough. Um, so, it you know, but dust ourselves down, like I say, dust ourselves down, get back on the oars, do what we can uh, um, against Dortmund on Thursday, and hopefully walk away with our heads held high.
1: Which, which, to be fair, is what we've done all season when we've had results that. Haven't gone our way, and actually, I don't think yesterday was was a you know, it was disappointing drawing. But I think we the performance was fine; it wasn't too bad. Arguably, yeah. the performance and the results against West Ham were were far worse, and we've had games over the course of the season. I think of um, Anlech away, which was a really disappointing performance. I think of um, Leicester at home. Or Newcastle at home and and we've bounced back always. so I think we'll, we're going to do exactly as as you said Rob I don't I don't see it being an issue yeah
3: yeah you know we we just have to do it's in the past we can't change it learn from whatever mistakes were made we were a little bit poor and weak in defence learn from that experience and move on there's no point in dwelling about because you
1: can't change it. And I'm sure that that's exactly what Pochettino would say to them. Um, another question we've had from... Um, we'll, we'll do a few more later on, but this is just sort of topical. Um, Zach Kosnola asks, ask, who was that fugly, monkey-faced goon? Is he the bastard son of Martin Keown? And which character did he play in *Planet of the Apes? Um, I honestly don't know which Arsenal player... Zach is referring to because, quite frankly, all of them look like inbred fuckwits. So, um, Uh, yeah.
2: (laughs) right, let's have a look at the Arsenal squad.
3: Uh, Isn't it just weird though how. I I don't know if other people feel like this, but when I look at um, opposition players, especially teams that we don't particularly like, Amazing how all of them just have some quality <sighs> about their face that makes you want to slap them.
1: Yeah, I, I is,
2: is it, was he talking about Gabriel Polista because he does look like a monkey race groom. I don't or, know, or is it El Nenny?
1: Don't know, I don't want to look, you know, then, then I'd have to burn my eyes out afterwards if I did have a look. Um, that's a fair point, though, N- N- Nicky. I, I know what you mean, um, you know, when I think of <laughs> Chelsea yeah. players, for example.
3: There are certain teams and certain players that you actually just can't stand the sight of them. And it's like that Giroud, I can't stand him. And, and and to be fair, it was like Luis Suarez when he played for Liverpool. I couldn't stand the sight of him. But now that he's no longer playing against us as such and he plays, in, plays for Barcelona, he's just, I think, just grown up a little bit and he's become a bit of a different player. So I actually don't mind the sight of him, funnily enough. I think I don't know oh if it's hi. just because. Pardon.
2: I said, "Oh, I <laughs> don't mind the sight of Chewy Suarez. Eh? Oh, I,
3: <laughs> no, I don't. No, he doesn't irritate me. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't create that same feeling of hatred that some players in other teams do. They just." Get like Van Percy did to me when he, you know, when he was playing. I just can't stand the sight of him. And and there are just certain John Terry. There are certain players that just create this. You look at them and you just think, what a knob. You are such a knob. <laughs> can only a mother can love that face, really?
2: I feel, I feel yeah. the same way about Ozil, to be honest. The bugger get. <laughs>
3: But um, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. There were just certain players or certain teams. You look at them. I mean, even Arsenal when they when they scored yesterday, there was no, uh, well, from what I could see, there was no, there was no team spirit. There was no camaraderie. Not um, what I could see. No cele- like big um, celebration or anything. Yeah, they just yeah. looked like a bunch of arrogant fuckers. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, I noticed at the end of the game that um, instead of the three that went up at the end of the Swansea game, there was about five that went up to their fans to congratulate them. That's still a pretty poor outcome. Mm. Considering we win, lose or draw, you'll always see the Spurs players go down to the fans and thank them no matter where we are.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah, but that's because we're a class. Yeah, well, I probably and had we, to get we, back back to the changing room to do some inbreeding or something. Um, <laughs> fucks up monkeys. Um, right, um, d- just b- before we do a few more questions, and, and um, Bex has, has got an update on Spurs ladies. I just just want to bring it back to something we discussed earlier. Um, looking at our run, we looked at Leicester's run in, and we've got um, we've got a difficult set of games in April: um, Stoke away, West Brom away. Sorry, uh, West Brom home, Stoke away, Liverpool away, um, United home, um, and then beginning of May. Originally in April, we've um, got Chelsea away. Um, forget about whether finishing second is a good season or not, or whether you know we'd be disappointed with not finishing first at all. Hands on heart, if you're both going to make a prediction at the moment, do you think we can do it? Can we go all the way? Nikki?
3: In my heart of hearts, yeah. absolutely. I would say that anything is possible. And uh, and we do have what it takes. Um, because we do have the quality in our squad and And it is possible uh so yeah, i'm gonna say, I do believe that we do have the have the 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 capability of of winning the league
1: okay, Rob
2: uh yes, well, we have the capability um we have the drive, we have the want for it you can see the players want it um, um and we all know that is doing his damnedest to get back uh, so he's match fit again because he wants to be part of the of the party. And despite the fact that he he is still part of the party, whether he's on the injury bench or not. Um. But yeah, I think if we put our all into the remaining nine fixtures, we can do it. Yes.
1: Okay. Um. I think I don't think that anybody can finish above us. Um, that's quite a bold statement. That's quite a, a, an arrogant statement. But I think come the end of the season, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna finish top. Um, I look at the table now. I look at the teams below us. I think we're we're superior than Arsenal. I think they were poor yesterday. Um, I think City were poor at the Etihad. I know they've got a talented group of players, but I don't think that from what I saw at the Etihad a few weeks ago, th- th- three weeks ago, they looked disinterested. Um, I look at. I look at the maths, I look at the table, I look at the fact that we scored 51 goals, um, which isn't too far behind Leicester City if we've got 52. I look at our defence, which is the best best goal difference. Um, both Woolwich and City have lost seven and eight games, respectively. Teams don't normally win the league losing that many games, so I know it's been an odd season. Um, but it's, for me, really between ourselves and Leicester, and yes, they've got a five-point lead, but I remember... I remember back in the 90s when I was growing up and Sir Alex Ferguson was United manager and and United were winning league titles left, right and centre and even in the seasons when they didn't, often they would be in second place and Ferguson would play the mind games and he would say, well the pressure's on so and so, they've got got the lead and the pressure's on and and more often than not those teams would, um, not always but in most cases, wouldn't be able to cope with that pressure. Leicester City have got a five-point lead with nine matches left and I don't think that, 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 that they can handle it and I do expect them to falter in the final stages and I think we can win the league. I really do. Um, I've, I've said it for the last few months um, and I, I, I will stick by that. Um, okay, we've got next Sunday we've got Aston Villa away. Very quick prediction from you all, I presume well, I presume you all think we're going to win the match, yes yeah, Nikki. 4-1 Four 4-1, one. Four Four
3: one.
2: One.
1: we're
3: going to bounce back and
1: we're going to wrap them up <laughs> Rob?
2: I think we're going to keep a clean sheet and I go for
1: 3-0 ok I would go somewhere between 3 and 4-0 um, that's, that's not sitting on the fence, I don't know what else um, <laughs> uh And we've got Dortmund before that. So first of two legs uh, against Dortmund. Um, We played them on Thursday, first leg away from home. Um, Thoughts on that match? Very briefly. Draw. Nikki?
3: Yeah, I think it will be a draw, but I think they're going to underestimate us. I think they're going to make the mistake and underestimate us. You know, I saw somebody post something about them playing, them holding Bayern Munich to a a draw, um, but also Bayern are way ahead. So, for them, it's not really a, and it, I don't think it would have been a very important match. They probably played other players, etc. I didn't see the game myself, but um, but I'd, I, I think we'll we'll probably draw
2: um,
0: well,
3: one one all.
2: I, I, I was going to say um, a friend of mine last week had a football bet on uh, Spurs to win, United to. Win or draw, or, 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 or I can't remember now. Um, but he had uh Dortmund to beat Hoffenheim, and Hoffenheim were 1 0 up, uh, down to 10 men, 10 minutes left to play. And he, he decided to cash out. and I said, You shouldn't cash out because Borussia Dortmund are going to win it because they are a strong team, and we we know they're a strong team. And they came back and won at 3 1, incidentally. Um mm. We are also a strong team, which is why I say I'm, I'm going to go for, for a draw. It's, I don't think it's going to be a no-no draw. It's either going to be a one-all or a two-all. Um, I can see Dortmund putting up their all into it. We are on their turf. But like I said, you know we're a strong team and we should walk away with a draw.
1: OK, I'm going to break ranks here and I'm going to say we're going to lose the match 2-1, which isn't the end of the world because we'll get a away goal and then... Um, to paraphrase Nicky, fuck them up when, when when we play them at, at, at White Hart Lane, um, the following week, um, which is on the same which is on um, it's on the, on the seventeenth um, Saint Patrick's Day, and I'll, I shall be there at the game along with a few others. Uh, Rebecca be- Bex will be there too, um, which is a nice little segue um, in, into. Um, so Bex has been looking at Spurs Ladies once again, and here's her update on the Spurs Ladies.
4: Hello, it's Bex with an update on the Spurs Ladies. The girls have just finished playing, today is Sunday the 6th of March, just finished playing at Brimsdown Sports Ground against Brighton and Hove Albion in the FA Women's Premier League Cup. We're through to, the, that was the quarterfinal today, we're through to the semi-final, very many thanks to a goal from Lucia Leon. So that's a nice lift for the girls in advance of their league match against West Ham ladies at Upton Park on Tuesday the 8th of March. That's a 7.45 kick-off, Anybody's, um got a bit of spare time then trot on down tickets are available from the spurs website but i'm sure it's not likely to be sold out so you can probably get a ticket on the gate too after tuesday match in the tuesday's match in the league that's coming up they also play next sunday at two o'clock they play cardiff city and that's at chesson there's some internationals going on this weekend too there's the she believes cup is happening in florida in nashville so for UK listeners, that's going to be quite late to sit up and watch. Um, England lost in their opening game. 1-0 to uh, the US women's national team. So there it is. Good win for the ladies today. Um, pleased to see that they've got through to another semi-final. It's all hotting up on the cup front. And for anybody that isn't aware, and I haven't said it every time I've done one of these since they qualified, the uh, Ryman Cup final is on Tuesday. Th- sorry, Thursday, the 14th of April. And that's at Chesson and that's an evening kickoff, 7.45. If you want to get in touch with me because I've done something wrong or said something wrong or you think you know better than me, then please do. It's at Bunches Becks on Twitter. Thanks. Bye-bye.
1: Welcome back. Um, we're going to finish off with a qu- quick few questions. Before I do, um, just to mention um, the Tom Hotspur Family Podcast dot com webpage um, where you can – there are links to the podcast. Um, there are also links to the Facebook page. The Twitter page. <coughs> excuse me. If you want to contact us on Twitter, the handle is at THF Podcast. Um, there are also a number of articles um, that are on there. We've had a um, some a couple of new articles that were published last week. One by Aaron Wolfe um, and another one by. all, Tomar and we've got a few more um, that we're looking to publish in the next few weeks Um, if you want to also email the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast uh, you can do so by emailing spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast dot com also one other thing to mention um, a few weeks back I mentioned that um, I had won a competition myself and a friend uh, and one of the listeners to the podcast Annette Smith we both entered a competition and we'd, we'd won a competition to the to see Spurs to sit to see the Spurs players train um, we've heard back from the club and that's now happening um, a week Tuesday so on Tuesday the 15th of March um, we shall be going down to see them train and um, a lady called another listener from to the podcast a lady called Emma Emma Donovan who was at the at the game yesterday and um, she will also be coming along as, as one of our guests and um, yeah that should be good um, I have no idea what if I get the opportunity to ask any of the players or or to ask pochettino any questions I have no idea what to ask but if anybody has any suggestions from now till next Tuesday then feel free to to, to, to get in touch um, I suspect well, I suspect that we will get very limited time with them so yeah.
3: Well, well, I'd just like to say that uh, that you did ask me to go with you and unfortunately due to work commitments and a stupid little thing called a visa, which I still don't have back, <laughs> that us South Africans need to come and visit your country. Um, I can't come, but thanks sure. for inviting me, Chav. Oh. <laughs> so, seeing yeah. as I can't be there, please ask Pochettino if he will have a... a fair hand in and, marriage? And <laughs> And yeah, if you'll, if, if you'll be a bigamist than
2: marry me, please. <laughs> okay. I think you might have competition there with I, Annette, you
1: know. I, I think they'll, there, yeah. But, yeah. Um... Annette,
3: Annette can move up or move out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you asked Nikki. you didn't ask me. God, hell. No, no. Excuse who's me, I'm more,
3: like <laughs> I, I'm more important. I'm
1: um, more important. Right, let's finish off with some questions. Um, just a quick few questions. So, um, Paul Esau asks, do the... Pods think that Kevin Wimmer is a liability so to speak not for his playing abilities as he's improving with every game he plays but for giving away too many senseless free kicks in dangerous positions and picking up yellow cards unlike his mate Toby
2: um yes and no um he's doing his damage to defend and yet there are a few dodgy defending mistakes he's made I don't say
1: he's a liability though mm. Nicky, he's no, no Jan He's no, Jan oh, no, but he's been, no he
2: has
3: No, but he's been holding his own, and uh, and I actually think it's a little bit unfair. You know, everybody has a has a bit of a, a dodgy game every now and then, and I don't I don't necessarily see him as a liability. I think he's been holding his own, and uh, and yeah, because maybe maybe people think he's an easy target. I don't know. But but I think that's a little bit unfair. I think he's been doing a great job for us while while Yan's been been injured. So
2: I I have to say I can remember a time where we were one of the cleanest teams in the Premier League, and I think with all the yellows we've picked up this season, we we're one of the
1: dirtiest. <laughs> Final three questions. Nick Seal asks, why do you think many why do you think mainly other London clubs hate us the most?
2: Um, yeah, I was going to say there's what 15 teams roughly in London, isn't there? Um, and I think there's a lot of a lot of teams that think, that, well, I think that maybe they're, they're jealous of our success. You know, we are the first team um, in Britain to win a European title. Yep. Cup, um, cup Winners Cup in 1963.
1: Yep.
2: Yep. So, um. We are ultimately more successful than some of the other clubs. Maybe you know, maybe not Arsenal and Chelsea, but <coughs> unfortunately, um, but we are definitely a, a, a successful team. So I, I think there could be a, a, a hint of jealousy in there for some, some they, clubs.
1: They're just jealous fuckers, Nikki. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're from looking at it from the outside, from from South Africa. Um, I don't know what your take on that is. Yeah.
3: I... I don't really have a comment to be honest. I I don't know enough about the other teams and rivalry going on. Um, you know, obviously I know the few of the teams, but I mean, you've got rivalry in every in, in every team, yeah. not just the London teams. So I yeah. can't really I can't really comment on that. So
1: I think personally, um, as a Londoner, and obviously there are lots of lots of lots of um, how many how many did you say Rob was it fifteen?
2: I think it's fifteen. Yeah, the London Football well, I... Awards—they were talking about fifteen London
1: okay. football clubs. A few, a few years ago, I know it was fourteen. I don't know if it's gone up or somebody's been promoted from from the non leagues low leagues. Um, th- personally speaking, as a London, I think you, you, you're not the nail on the head, Rob. You know, we've, we you know we were the first club that won the Cup Winners' Cup in the, the a European trophy in, in 1963. We were the first team to do. A double, although I suppose Preston fans would argue they did that in the in the 19th century, but we were certainly the first team in the 20th century to to, to do the league and cup double, and that was quite historic at the time, and 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 it was, you know, the thing that it it was always talked about as being impossible to to do, and, and we did it. I think basically we've got class. That's what it comes down to. We've got we've got tradition, we've got history, we've got an identity, and if you contrast that with with the team that we just played yesterday, um. The, the nomads um they're just inbred cunts really um and you know that's that's the difference you know if you look at if you look at look at Spurs and Arsenal whatever happens um and this is just to actually paraphrase something that was said um about six months ago in, in, in another um uh, podcast first podcast of the fighting cock and Flav the presenter on that said and 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 I'm sort of paraphrasing him here but he really sums it up and, and i totally agree with him whatever happens in a Spurs Arsenal match it doesn't matter it does matter of course if we if we lose but irrespective of the result at the end of it we are still who we are and they are still them right they are fucking inbred cunts have got no history they've got no identity they've stolen um they've cheated their way into into the league, they've they they originally from South London, they've got nothing. You know, and that's just Arsenal. If you look at the other teams, West Ham, they're they're just Pikeys um carav- caravan utilising yeah, caravan utilising nomadic travellers, or abbreviated to cunts. Um, Chelsea, they're they they're just pure racists. It doesn't matter if they've got all this newfound wealth and, and all their all trophies. They've got no identity either. Okay, we've got class and they haven't. Um, and it's because of that they hate us. They 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 are just jealous and they can win all these trophies and whatever and they can have all this money. And um, but at the end of the day, we've got class and they haven't. Um, and that's my take on it.
2: I, I look at Chelsea and I think, you know, they've bought. They basically bought that. Their titles. Whereas, if if we are, you know, destined to win this the season's Premier League title, um, it'll be hard work that's taken it taken us to, uh, to that point. Not the fact that we've spent millions and millions of pounds on players.
1: Uh, absolutely, and and that'll be a real kick in the teeth for. For for Arsenal and for Chelsea and and even for that matter City and their deluded fans. Um, earlier this well a few weeks ago I was at, I was at the Etihad and for, for the first time and around the Etihad I mean you'll see this on TV but it doesn't really hit 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 you home when you're there. There's all these signs around the stadium. Thank you Sheikh Mansour. If you ask a City fan they couldn't point out who the hell Sheikh Mansour is. They they wouldn't be able to do that you know. So. The fact that we are where we are in the, in the table, and for that matter, Leicester City as well, let's give them credit, um, mm. is a testament that you can actually do well through hard work um, and endeavour, and you don't have to have lots of money.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I was also going to say that um, with the fact that we are also, if memory serves me correctly here, the first non league team to win uh, uh, F- a as well. Correct, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, right, final two questions. Um, we've lost Nicky um, because of. Technical difficulties. Um, so it's just me and Rob. Um, final two questions. Um, Mark Burson asks: Put a value on Danny Rose, um, and will he make the squad for the for the Euros? Ooh, put a value on him. Yeah. Um, what are we looking
2: at? Monetary value or? Uh, yeah, I guess.
1: Or, I don't know. Um,
2: if 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 I was looking at, say, um, a value of his net worth as a player, um, he's, he's definitely up there. hmm You know, he, he's, he's got the... There are times, you know, he, lo- he looks a bit iffy, but he's, he's definitely got a bit of speed down, down the wing. He can tackle. He's not afraid to get stuck in there. Um, I think he's worth a shot for the England team. Um... You know he he came out for us as originally as fresh young blood scored a blinder against arsenal can there was no no denying that one um and he he's he's got consistency
1: yeah he's he's developed his game under Pochettino as you say he's got consistency and also if you look around you know what what are the alternatives you've got Leighton baines um you've got Kieran Gibbs, um, could you pass me a bucket? I'm going to be sick. Um, uh, you know, he's got he's got just as good a case as anybody, to be honest. And yeah, I'd, I'd like to see I'd, I'd I'd like to see him in the Euros. Um, and uh, as for a value, I think he's I think all of the fullbacks this season have, have proved their soul. I think that, that 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 they've all been invaluable to us, really. Yeah. Okay, final question. Paul Esau asks, when was the last time that a Spurs manager has had this much love shown to them as the players do? Um, f- he says, for me, never, apart from Bill Nicholson.
2: Now, I've been having a good thinking about this question and um, it was a little bit before my time. Well, I say a bit before my time but... It's Arthur for, Rowe, for, for my memory uh, purposes, to, to be honest.
1: So, R- R- to... Rob, R- R- when was your time? Arthur Rowe?
2: <laughs> no. Cheeky sod. Um, now I wouldn't say, actually, before my time. It was probably before my memory kicked in uh, more so for the the Spurs. Um, so, I, you know, I've had to brush up on this. And I'd have to say Keith Berkenshaw. Hmm. Um, yes, his first... Uh, season in charge, we got relegated, but we bounced back. <coughs> out. We bought Ozzy Ardillis, we bought Ricardo Villa, and the players absolutely, or the fans absolutely love those two players. And he, he was with us for eight years in, in yeah. total, so I don't, you know, he's, he's no Bill Nick, but I'd say after Bill Nick and before Parch, it was probably Keith.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd go along with that. Again, for me, I mean, I, I, my earliest sort of recollection of a Spurs manager was Cherry Redable was around about 1990. Um, historically, I would say that Pochettino is probably the best coach manager we've had since Birkinshaw. Um, but I, I, I don't know the degree to which at the time Berkshire was was held up by Tottenham fans. because it, it was before my time, so I've got no feeling for it. Um, but certainly in in modern times, I think that Pochettino um, people are people are showing their love to him. Having said that, I think that there's still a tendency eh, for us not to sing songs about him. That sort of changed the last few weeks. as the yeah. Pochettino, he's magic, you know, song and and Pochettino's in my army um, still think that we could improve on that as, as a club I don't know whether it's just the fact that Pochettino might be a mouthful to say I don't know um, but yeah he, he certainly seems to be held up in high esteem ultimately you've got to do well as a as a coach or as a, as a manager and we have done well under him but it's not just the fact that we've done well as a club it's the fact you know it's how he conducts himself it's his manner it's his you know the fact that he's got humility. The fact that he's a he comes across as a really decent guy. You know, well, it, but...
2: it, it it doesn't go nut. You know, we get a, a bad decision. He doesn't sit there and bad mouth the referee
1: or the linesman.
2: You know, um, and the week in week out, you saw that with Jose Mourinho mm. or Sir Alex Ferguson, even yeah. Arsene Wenger. Yep. Yeah. And he just stands there and he said "Yeah, okay. You know, I'll." The referee made his decision and. You know, we have to live with it. And that that's the his the extent that he comes to.
1: I tell you the only one actually in, in re in my recent memory of the last twenty five, twenty six years that comes to mind is Martin Big Martin Yoll I think we, we mm. certainly liked him. Um he was again he was one of these who in interviews he never slags off referees. Um he, he was a decent guy. He just came and was quite lovable. Um but yeah, I, uh,
2: I, I, I quite like Martin yeah, but not yeah. so
1: much
2: on Sergio uh, not, was it, uh, Ramos, Ramos. Yeah. Yeah, Juan
1: Juan de Ramos. Juan de Ramos even. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um okay, um just on before before we call it a day, just just that reminds me, um there's a website, sorry, a Facebook page that, that I set up a few months ago called the Pochettino Appreciation Society. Um it was set up for a number of reasons, but one of the reasons it was set up was because, as far as I know, that there wasn't hitherto a Facebook page that um, that celebrated Pochettino, a sort of appreciation society. So um, the, the, I've, I have set that up a few months ago, and um, quite a lot of our listeners um, are aware of the page and have liked the page, but if you're not aware of it and you're on Facebook, then take a look. It's called the Mauricio Pochettino Appreciation Society, and on it you'll find a lot of videos, you know, whether it's press conference, conferences or interviews that Pochettino does, but also articles and um, pictures and so forth and general Pochettino porn No, sorry, just pictures, um, <laughs> idolizing, idolizing the, idolizing um, our great um, coach and manager. Right, and on that note, um, thank you, Nicky, Thank you, Rob. The future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night.
0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night To that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go The name's are up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed And faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out And we'll talk out over her.